This is episode 63 of the Business Women Rock podcast. Let's get it going. Ladies, it's time to rock. Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast, where we get down and dirty with the world's most incredible businesswomen. Inspire your journey by listening to theirs. And now, here's your host, Katie Kremitzos. What's going on, ladies? Welcome to the Business Women Rock podcast. I'm so happy that you're here with me today. Today marks the final day of our series of women in podcasting that we've been highlighting all week long. If you haven't yet had a chance, I highly recommend that you go listen to episodes 61 and 62, and those were with fellow podcasters Esther Kish of the Born to Influence podcast and Natalie Sisson of the Suitcase Entrepreneur podcast. Both of them have phenomenal businesses, incredible podcasts, and those two ladies, along with our guest today, really show three completely different angles of podcasting. So it's really interesting if you are a podcaster already and you want to get some really cool, unique ideas, um, or if you are not yet a podcaster but are just very, very interested in podcasting as a great platform, I highly recommend that you listen to all of this week's podcast. So before we get started, I just want to give you a little reminder to go and be part of our community online. Go on Facebook. We have a community called BWR Connect. It is a private group just for you. And it's an opportunity for you to connect with women all over the world who are running companies, who are high in their corporate careers, who are just starting their businesses wherever they are. And they're coming together to be able to share ideas, get some advice from one another, and just share really, really great resources. It's an awesome opportunity to really connect with tons of other really great businesswomen. So all you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com and go ahead and opt in and you will get all the instructions on how to be part of the group. Now, let's get on with the show. Oh, I'm so excited for you to listen to this conversation today because my guest is Elsie Escobar. And Elsie is one of what I'm going to call like the very early adapters to podcasting. She came on with her own podcast back in 2006 and um, has just had an incredible ride in the space of podcasting. She still does her yoga podcast to this day, but she's really gotten um, so involved in the culture of podcasting and has fallen in love with what the potential of podcasting is. So I'm kind of I think I'm going to call her like the podcast philosopher because that's really that's really how she came across to me. And you're just going to fall in love with her. She's so passionate and so um, creative about what this platform can really do and what it's really capable of. So one important thing to note that since we've recorded this interview, Elsie has actually launched another podcast called She Podcasts. And it's one that she does jointly with Jessica Kupferman, who's another podcaster and going to be a guest on the show here in the near future, where they share a bunch of tips about podcasting and talk about women in podcasting. So now here she is, the fabulous Elsie Escobar. Elsie, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having me, Katie. This is awesome. I'm so uh, excited. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you on the show today because... 
you are somebody who really understands, honestly, from like the get-go of podcasting, what the power of podcasting is all about. And this being our Women in Podcasting series, I'm really excited to share the story of your podcasting experience as well as being able to really enlighten all of our listeners about what podcasting truly is and what it can really do for people and the impact it can truly have. So let's start a little bit at the beginning. Um, tell me, when did you start podcasting and why did you get into it in the first place? Oh, gosh. Oh, my. Yes, of course. I started podcasting uh, July 2006. Uh, July 31st. Actually, I'm coming up on an anniversary here wow. very, very soon. Congratulations. Thank you. And um, I got into podcasting in December 2005, which is when I got my my iPod 5, that, that fifth generation iPod wow. um, that I got. And that kind of opened me up to the world of podcasting. I just, I, I don't even remember exactly how I bumped into podcasts in the iTunes store and I started downloading stuff and then my mind just blew up. Like I, I just, I was like, what? And um, from the get go, I just started, it was the weirdest thing. I started to listen to educational podcasts about technology at first, just like how to use a computer and things like that. Cause I was a total technophobe. And then I was so intrigued by the concept of podcasts that I started to immediately subscribe to podcasts about podcasting. Imagine hmm. that. <laughs> Total geek, like from the get-go. So, um, and so because of that, I started to listen to stories, just kind of the way that your audience listens to stories from business women. I started to listen to a podcast called Podcast 411. And that is from Rob Walsh. Uh, and he used to, it, it was kind of like inside the actor's studio, but mm. for podcasters. So Got from it. the get-go, he would just start to interview podcasters and they would just start chatting and he had these three questions that he would ask at the beginning of each of the interviews and then they would just go off and geek out about who they were, why they started podcasting, what the stories were, like what the gear was, what their first computer was. That was one of the questions Rob always asked. And I was enamored by this the range of people who were podcasting and I started to listen to a lot of them and I and I really wanted to do this thing. And um, I kind of just started to think like, what can I, what show? I thought, what show can I have? And I couldn't find any shows that I could have because I, I, I couldn't conceive them. I didn't know, I didn't have the, the capability to kind of implement the ideas that I had in my head because the technology was so, at that time, it was so much harder than it is now. Now it's uh, so much easier and there's so much support out there. It's crazy. But at that time, there wasn't. So I was trying to figure out, like, what can I do? And I thought, why don't I just record myself doing something I'm already doing, which was teaching yoga. I was, um, I'm a yoga teacher by trade. And so I thought, I'll just record my classes while I'm teaching because that's not intruding anything. I'm just kind of already doing it. And then I just reached out to my friends in the podcasting community and they helped me out and I just started putting the stuff out there. So you were spending your time, you know, like actually like recording the yoga classes and stuff and then, um, you know, getting them up. So you finally launched, you get some shows up there. And what was the response? Because actually, let me let me set the backdrop. Mm -hmm. Were there any other women really in the podcasting space at the time? And then the secondary question is, was there anything out there like a yoga podcast? I mean, that seemed very, um, very new age for the podcasting space. So what was what was the landscape like? And then, you know, tell us a little bit about what happened when you first started. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, there weren't very many women podcasters. There were some. 
There were some, absolutely, um, but there weren't very many at all, in fact. And in the yoga community, um, there were some. Like, there's still some of these podcasts that are still out there that I still remember seeing. Um, some of them were like this one podcast called Yoga to the People. There was Power Yoga with Dave Farmer. There was Yoga Amazing with Chaz uh, Roth, who is still podcasting to this day. All of these guys are actually still on iTunes. I'm not sure how many of them are still con, um, you know, doing it. Yoga Peeps. But there were no women doing it. And the Yoga Peeps one was an interview show for yoga, like yogis, you know, people would talk about yoga, that kind of stuff. Um, and she was, she was a woman um, who was podcasting. But at the same time, there weren't very many in the entirety of the sphere. It was very foreign. And so, um, it, 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 yeah. So I kind of fell in love with the community is, is what really called me to it because I was so fired up about podcasters. They seem to be so accessible. They always asked for feedback and questions and things like that. And so I said, I, I went out of my comfort zone and I would ask questions about computers, about how to do stuff. And I became friends with the podcasters and they saw my enthusiasm and I kind of stood out because I was a woman. And I, I totally started to go to meetups. I went to the LA podcasters meetup because I used to live in Los Angeles and they got to know me as well. And I would try to show up to as many podcaster meetups or conferences um, as I could, especially right at the beginning, there was a portable and new media expo. I think it wasn't even called new media expo at that time. It was called a podcast expo. That was, I think, the first, the name of it. Um, it has morphed now into the New Media Expo, and it was at Ontario, California. Really, really small, and I went all the way to Ontario to meet my heroes, so to speak. All the people that I had been listening to in my ears were going to be there. And I was so starstruck. I walked around that conference hall, and I did not speak to a soul because I was so, it was like I was meeting like the famous people in Hollywood. And I, and I worked in Hollywood. Like I saw the famous people. I was more nervous seeing these people who have had such a huge impact in on in me and I, I I kind of you know introduced myself a little bit at a time and and I was pulled into a podcasting panel of all things on women women podcasters from the get-go I, I just got pulled up and um, I kind of started talking about women in podcasting back then uh, it was so it was so amazing and so exciting uh, to be kind of in this sphere from the get-go it was really fun now you bring up something really interesting that I want to make sure that people see. So, you know, when you think about yoga as a podcast, you're thinking yoga and audio, like what, how does that even work? Because, you know, yoga is very much, you know, something physical that you're doing and are, you know, if people can't see the movement, are they really going to do this? So, you know, for anyone listening who's thinking that perhaps my idea might be, might relay itself more to uh, a, a visual versus an audio. I mean, I know as a side note now, there are absolutely like, you know, video podcasts, but, um, but how did you, how, how did you make that work or what kind of response did you get from people for having this audio series of something that could typically be very visual? I had my students request it. Really? So yeah, from the get go. Well, they would, they actually would say to me all the time, I wish I could take you with me mm. all the time. And so I was like, uh, okay. Uh, and so then I thought, hey, I can just record myself teaching a class. How about that? <laughs> and I'll give it to you. <laughs> and so it just came to be that I just did that. I started recording it. Now, 
the reason that that for me, I was so adamant from the get-go about audio is the fact that when you're in a yoga class, yeah, sometimes looking around does help because you, you know, you look at it like, let's say you miss something or you get a little confused. You can look at somebody around you and kind of go like, oh, that person's doing this sign. Like, oh, oh, well, that leg, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the same time, sometimes when you're on the mat and you're in down dog or when you're in whatever pose in there, you're on the mat and you're on in your, you're inside of yourself. I never stood or demonstrated any classes anyway. Like I'm not the kind of teacher that stands in front of the room and does the class. I teach the class. I walk around the class. I talk to each student. I adjust verbally. I, you know, I make sure people need to learn to listen. And that's one of the biggest lessons I teach in my classes is to listen, to rely on their ability to tune in to their own perception, their own inner life, instead of looking outside of yourself to figure out if you're doing it in quote right. So um, the audio medium for my style and for the kind of teacher that I am worked beautifully. And I developed skills via my teachers and my teacher training that was very, very verbally skilled as an educator and as an instructor. So I'm very clear about the way that I speak and what I say. I try to do it as much as possible. The recording aspect of it just refined those skills. So I was also, you know, I was teaching 15 public classes a week. So I would take and I would record between five and seven of them, just put on the recorder and go. And then from those five to seven, I would choose the one that was the clearest from top to bottom. And I was like, okay, I was very clear on my theme. I was very clear in, in the way I spoke. Um, there wasn't anything specific that people might listen to and go like, oh, that didn't really quite make sense. So I, I, I picked and chose what were the best classes to offer as an audio medium? There were a lot of them that were not, that were, you know, that I used a lot of props or somebody needed a, a demo and I had to demonstrate something that I couldn't do audio. It was very visual. So I didn't put those classes up. Um, so that's how I did it. And people have really, really responded and they've responded very, very well because they've taken me to many different places in the world and they're not held by what they saw they are held by what they felt so let's say i had a you know i've actually had more than one people get married <laughs> but or they did my classes before they got married and they were in you know exotic locations and so they remember doing my class in that location sensing themselves as opposed to watching me doing something wow Right. So they have those experiences in whatever location they are in. I, you know, there, there's been incredibly, e incredible emails that I've received from people who have told me that I've been their teacher. And they're like, you know, I've been studying with you for six years now. This is the first time I've sent you an email. And wow. they are like these letters that are like, it's not like, hey, good job or Ooh, I love your podcast. It's like you have been through with me since, you know, I broke up with my boyfriend and then I went through this and then I got this and then I'm married now and I'm having a baby. And, and I'm like, wow. And, and it, they reach out. It's like, I've been with them all this time and it's on their terms. And that is actually one of the reasons I continue to do it because it's on their terms. They choose it. They continue their practice and in, and it's really just an offering. Well, you're bringing up something so important and why I think that podcasting is such a powerful platform because when you're talking audio, 
you it is a very intimate relationship that you end up having with the show and with the with the host of the show and with the people who are on the show because they're in your earbuds they're you know they're close you're listening there's not anything else visually to distract you and you know it ends up being this very intimate relationship and I think just the nature of the format of the show, you know, sometimes it's just one, the host just kind of talking to that one person listening, or sometimes it's something like this where you and I are chatting and, you know, my listener feels like they're the third person in the room, hopefully. I mean, that's the goal. And, and you know, there, there's just something that's so intimate there, I think, that that really allows that relationship, which you're talking about, to really build very powerfully. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's such an intimate connection. And, and like, I, you know, I always say that podcasting saved my life and it absolutely did because it expanded my world view in so many different ways. Um, specifically because it helped me it just just like my students have been helped by my voice carrying them through in many different situations and that's exactly what happened with the podcast that I listened to as well um, from a variety of different ways and the intimacy and the um, kind of relationships that you build with the podcasters are so much richer than with anything else I don't think I've I've built the kind of relationships that I have with other kind of online entities that I have with podcasters. Like I distinctly remember reaching out to them and, and, and having them reach back out to me, which was really huge for me at that time to be kind of seen and heard, to have my, my name mentioned in podcasts, to hear my voice in voice feedback that I sent to podcasts, to have them acknowledge me as a listener because I left a comment or something like not, not, you know, being focused on, but just like off the cuff and to meet these people in real life was just incredible. And it really got me to where I am now because now this is like what I do. I actually just live and breathe podcasting. I, I'm so into it. It's crazy. And the reason that I'm doing it now like this is because I was so fas- passionate about it from the get-go. I was just like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you speak to something so beautiful. And, you know, I'm fairly new in the podcasting arena. I mean, I'm this show as of this time that you and I are recording in early June is four months old and I just the you know toe step that I've gone into the podcasting community it is the most welcoming online community that I've ever experienced and people truly talk to each other people truly like reach out and you know you'll get in phone calls offline and you'll be able to chat with each other and you'll see how you can help each other out and there's just that entire um, culture of truly helping each other in such a pure way that I, I've never experienced anywhere else. So, and I, I'm only four months in. So what what have been probably some of the, you know, do you have any stories of over all of these years that you've been a part of it, some of those that have really stuck with you that were so impactful that, t- that totally made a difference in your journey? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Like it's, that's, um, When I started doing yoga, you know, one of the reasons that I got so into the yoga was the fact that the community around me was so supportive, right? It was like an essence, a feeling of being an artist with your body. And that's sort of how I cultivated the friendships that I did and the teachers that I've had that were so supportive of me and believed in me so fully. Same thing happened when I stepped into the world of podcasting. And um, back in the day, back in the day, (laughs) I had... (laughs) 
one of you know because like like I said, I'm gonna come back to kind of like full circle. It, one of these things where I was really, 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 really fearful of computers. I had no concept of that uh, of them as something empowering. I just thought they would break if I had one. I didn't know how to use them, and because of the power of podcasting, I started to listen to podcasts about actually computing, just what like computing 101 kind of. And it was because of that that I came in to find a podcast called The Typical PC User, which, um, and I got, I kind of got to know the host and I emailed him for some questions about my computer, my PC at that time. And I, uh, he was super, super nice and so supportive of me. And we kind of built a little online friendship, just chatting with one another via email. And then I got into Twitter around that time, like way back when it wasn't cool and it was only a handful of people that you actually didn't, you didn't really know them in real life, but they were like all the, po- it was a lot of podcasters on Twitter back in the day as well. And so they got to, we got to know each other that way. And then he started a podcast called the, P- the Typical Mac User Podcast. And I switched to a Mac at that time. And he said, you need to start a podcast, right? And um, I, he kind of helped me through it. He absolutely was my, my Yoda. He, he gave me the list. You know, when you're like, what, what do I need to buy? He emailed me the list. He told me the stuff that I needed to buy uh, and to kind of learn from that. And he held my hand through the entire thing. He's the one that told me where I needed to go host my stuff right from the get-go. They said, you need to use this host and this is the host you need to use. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) You know, use WordPress and do this kind of stuff and use this. And if you want to do it for free, it was just like that super easy peasy. Um, And, you know, we became very, very close. Um, I I love him to death still. He has stopped podcasting as of now. But, um, you know, he was a big, big reason why I got into podcasting. His name is Victor Cajiel. And, um, also, uh, uh, back in the day as well, do you know Jason Van Orden? Have you heard his name? No, I haven't. Jason Van Orden, um, he, he is like a luminary in the podcasting world as well. Um, he started uh, way back, way back when, um, doing podcasting as well. He kind of fell into it and he started to do a podcast. I believe it was called Podcasting Underground. And uh, I got just sucked into podcasting underground because he was so good at teaching. And he had a, uh, like a, he always kind of mentioned a website that he had. He still has it up there. It's like howtopodcasttutorial.com. And he's got like very simple. That's kind of how I learned as well. I followed that tutorial. It's, it's just like super simple. Like it's just text. There's no videos. It's not like that kind of stuff. Like, you know, that kind of stuff that Pat Flynn is putting out right now. Um, but we'll come back to Pat in a second here. So it was really interesting how I learned just from Jason Van Orden and his, his podcast. When I saw him at the conference, uh, the new meet, like that portable media expo, I honestly, I was so afraid to go up to him and talk with him because he had such a huge impact on me. I could not speak to him. <laughs> I watched him from afar and I was like, oh my God, that's Jason Van Orden. Oh my God. And, and it freaked me out. And so it's so funny because Jason started another podcast. It's called Internet Business Mastery. And because of Internet Business Mastery, he basically catapulted. He's one of those like seminal people who have been doing internet business for so long. And he used his podcast as a leverage to do this. Now, one of his students of his Internet Business Mastery school was 
Pat Flynn. So Pat really learned from Jason Van Orden as well Got to it. do a lot of this really great stuff in terms of internet mastery. Like he was like Jason was one of those seminal people that inspired Pat to do what he's doing right now. So it was so weird how all that stuff goes all the way back, you know, and um, the reason and I just actually met him for real like this last time that I went to the New Media Expo I finally went up to him and I like told him like all the stuff that I'm telling you right now I'm like oh my god you are just I love you so much <laughs> and he was like dude why didn't you come up to me back then I'm like oh no you know it's like it was just so crazy but it was really that you know it was Jason Van Norden Victor Cajal and there were a couple of books and I bought a bunch of books about like podcasting for dummies um Promoting Your Podcast by Jason Van Orden is a fantastic book that I learned from right from the get-go. It was so good, so clear. And uh, Tricks from the Podcasting Masters, which is a Rob Walsh book, also from Podcast 411. Um, all of that stuff was just seminal to, to being able to kind of cement my love. And they were all so accessible to me that was it was kind of crazy. So... Uh- what this is like having like the insider's edition of you know the <laughs> podcasting world all the like behind the scenes of what really happens and what's you know the history of everything and i think that that's pretty amazing because podcasting itself as you know an entire entity has gone through so many evolutions i want that to talk about your particular podcast so you've had elsie's yoga class podcast since 2006 since you launched it and you've been doing it consistently all these years what sort of what sort of evolution have you gone through as a podcaster? Like, what are some of those phases that you have experienced? Oh gosh! Well, I started doing a you know a weekly podcast. That that was my dream. That's what I did, um, and I have continued doing it. Although not you know, in, in in full disclosure, I I have continued podcasting, but I only like publish I don't know I published I think three to five episodes last year, like the entire year, when I started podcasting every week. Um, and but that actually really did have to do with my life. You know, at that time I was, you know, single and in Los Angeles and um, kind of biking around town teaching yoga. <laughs> and I had plenty of time to do all kinds of editing and kind of messing around recording and staying up late trying to, you know, troubleshooting things and messing things up and losing recordings and testing out audio and all that kind of stuff. And then um you know, I fell in love. I moved out of LA. I moved to Pittsburgh. I got pregnant one after the next baby. Wow. And I'm not teaching 15 classes a week anymore. I'm teaching basically two public classes that are not really public because they're at a private club. And my people are very um, specific, Uh, not specific. What am I saying? They're, they're not the general population for yoga. So my classes are very geared at the people that I have in front of me, which are not particularly the kind that will um, that are like my general following, if you will. And so my yoga classes now have to be very specific. I have to be, I have to sit down and I have to record to no one a class that I imagine in my own head Mm. so that it really aligns with the people. And at this, you know, to be honest, I don't have time to do that. Um, the yoga classes aren't, um, they're like so much more spirit and so much more organic in nature that, if I'm not moved to teach, I'm not going to teach because you can hear it in audio. It's like a whole other bottle of wax. So I haven't been able to 
to give as much to my people. So my journey has been that I got very, very, very famous for a while there in terms of downloads. I was getting so many downloads because of the fact that I was one of the only ones doing it without the, what I was doing, that I was consistent, that I had a huge following, that I've had, you know, I never, I mean, I did ask for ratings and reviews, but I, it was like half, half, <laughs> I guess. <you> know? <laughs> I was like, just I didn't know how to sell myself. I didn't know how to promote myself. I just kind of, kind of always did it under my breath. Like, okay, well, if you want to get me ready, it's like, what does that mean, right? I just felt super uncomfortable doing it. But then people did it anyway. They just, I have a ton of ratings. I have like a ton of reviews. Um, iTunes was really, really, really good to me because again, I was one of the only people doing it in a specific genre. So they kept on featuring me. And every time you're featured, I mean, and I'm not featured in you and you or no, I was like, what's hot? I was like the middle of the thing. Like whenever you got to the thing, it was just in iTunes. I was right smack in the middle of the alternative health section all the time. So it was just that I never asked for that. It just happened because nobody else was doing it. And so I had a lot of, you know, there were, there were times when I had tons and tons of downloads, but I kind of like didn't, uh, I didn't use I didn't use the momentum for it, um, and you know I haven't been. To be honest, it's now now it's like just a labor of love that's out there, and I hope to get another class soon. And people are still downloading a lot. I do no promotion. I do no. I don't ask anybody to listen. I don't ask for anything. I forget that I have it, and then people will go, "Hey, do you have a class on this?" And I say, "Yes." <laughs> and then you send it along. And so, then I send it along. And so, then, you know. So if you're listening right now and you want a yoga podcast, go to Elsie's yes. and go rate her. Elsie's Yoga Class Podcast. <laughs> I'll ask for you. Class is there. <laughs> yeah. And so it's really great. And I have really awesome classes. And, and I got lots of good stuff. And I keep forgetting that I have. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so good. No. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it, I listen to and a lot I of podcasts. Forget. And yours, yours is great. And as you could tell, as, you know, you're, you're talking on this podcast, your voice lends itself to being very soothing, very clear. And, um, and they're really great classes. So I mean, much deserved, obviously. Oh, thank you very much. And that, you know, I wish I could, I could do more. But at the same time, you know what, there's, there's a part of me that doesn't because I think it's a labor of love. It really is. Um, I feel that if I would have started it as a business, it would have been a completely different thing that I'd be talking to you about. Um, because I, I do feel that there are differences in creating content for business and for just because you kind of want a podcast. It's sort of like, I, I don't even know how to say it. It's sort of like that you're using it as a venue to generate income or you're do, using it as a venue to express yourself. And I, those two different things can go together, but they don't have to. And if and I feel for me, the yoga podcast is more about expressing myself. Has it had some very strong um, repercussion, not repercussions, but I guess um, really wonderful things happened to me as a yoga instructor in the yoga field? Absolutely. I mean, I can go almost to any place in the world, particularly Asia or even in Europe, and I could book a studio because they would know me because of my podcast. I have students that follow me for forever. Um, I have had students that have come to Pittsburgh and have asked to meet me and we have had lunch because they've been studying with me for so long. Um, so yes, that is 
that has absolutely happened. And my reputation in the yoga industry and particularly in, in the internet world in terms of yoga has also been um, hugely affected by this because of the fact that I've been doing it for so long. So even without wanting to, it has had a huge impact in, in who I am, in my brand, if you want to speak those terms. Uh, very, very solid. And I'm, I really appreciate you kind of distinguishing those because what, you know, what my goal is here in this series is to be able to show um, podcasting as a beautiful platform and you can use it in a lot of different ways. There are definitely people who come to it and say, hey, this is a business for me and I want to do this in this manner and I want to use it as a brand out there or, you know, much like a lot of the folks are doing right now, like I want to use it as another way to kind of spread the mes- message um, in this way, or, you know, kind of doing it as a labor of love and just saying, Hey, I, I want this space to, you know, I don't want to have to worry about a business, uh, you know, plan right behind it, but I just want to be able to have this and know that the power of it, no matter what angle you come in, the power of it is this potential mass global audience, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I also produce the, the Libsyn podcast, which is, you know, the, it's kind of like the, the largest podcasting host and distribution network, um, that has been around since 2004. So it's where the majority of podcasters host their media. Um, and I've, you know, I've had a relationship with Libsyn since I started because that's where I was told to go. And now I'm producing their podcast. So I'm kind of, um, I, I see every aspect. And I've also seen the behind the scenes of people coming into it from the labor of love perspective and people then all of a sudden starting to come into it from a business perspective a lot more than ever before. Um, and, and in terms of the podcast for Libsyn, yeah, it's incredibly specific what we're trying to do there. It's really, obviously, it's not about monetizing <laughs> because <laughs> it's all about just building community. It's about it's about uh, touching base with the people, basically. It's about letting them know who we are. It's about information. It's about, um, it really, at the, at the essence, it is about communication, a one-on-one kind of, communication with our people, the people that use our, our stuff so that they can get to know us as human beings. And we have lots of opinions and we have tons and of course promoting our brand because that's like another way to do it, right? So whenever we do that, we are very, very specific about the kinds of things that we talk about and it gives us an opportunity to share like, you know, all the new stuff that we're putting out there that a lot of people don't know about, all ways that you can communicate and get support and get help if you need it and case you don't know about it and all these really wonderful tips about podcasting in case you miss the boat right so it it can be a vehicle for that as well just as a customer service kind of thing you know it doesn't have to be that you're trying to do one thing with it it could be so much so much more Elsie, you know, you have such a unique vantage point in the podcasting space. Not only have you been here for so long, but, you know, as the community manager for Libsyn and doing being the host of, of one of the major podcasts for them, you know, as you kind of alluded to, you're seeing all sorts of, you know, you're kind of seeing the waves of podcasters coming into the community right now. What advice would you give to somebody? Um, I'm going to ask for two pieces of advice. So first, what advice would you give to somebody who currently has a podcast and maybe how they can use the platform a little a little more creatively than, than maybe what the norm is right now? And then the second question I'm going to ask is, um, you know, what advice would you give for anyone new who, who's brand new to podcasting and hasn't yet crossed over yet and might be interested in doing it? 
Ooh, wow. <laughs> I know that's a mouthful. It's a mouthful. <laughs> so if you have a podcast, you know, and you're, and you've started, let's say you've started from the, from the perspective of this is the coolest thing. This is the thing you have to do because there's so many people in iTunes right now and everybody has an iPhone and it's mobile is the way to do it. And if you got into the, in the hype boat, let's say you climbed on the hype boat and you started to do it and you were like, oh, this is a podcast and you have like an idea perhaps that a podcast is only one thing. What I would say is is for you as if you really do love the medium and this, and that's one of those those big things. If you really do love the medium because if you don't, then then do what you're doing. And in all honesty, continue to go and chug your boat in the same way that you're chugging it. Because we all have as entrepreneurs, different passions, different things that we really, really jive with. Meaning your newsletter, perhaps you're like one of those newsletter people that you just love your newsletter and you just love to write to your people and you love to connect that way. Or YouTube videos or whatever other way, you know, like Instagram or something like that, that you really love specific platforms. If you really really resonate with whatever platform, perhaps right now I'm just going to speak to the podcasters. If you love that, then study it, then go into it, then open your mind up and start to listen to podcasts that are not entrepreneurial, that are not business related, that are in the comedy spheres, that are in the history fields, that are in the you know health industry, that are have nothing to do with what you are specifically podcasting about right now, because you'll be blown away by the kind of voices that are out there and how they will inspire you to take chances with your work. Um, we all know that as entrepreneurs, we're always really studying too, right? There's all these courses for so many different things, for copywriting and for, you know, uh, list building and all that kind of stuff. And at first, you kind of always get the grammar of it. You get like the gist, you get the foundation so that things kind of work. In podcasting, it's really kind of like, you know, the microphone that you're using where you put your stuff and how you create your show. And then you start to create your voice. Then your voice really does start to come out. And that is where my passion lies in allowing or actually guiding you to be able to really find whatever that voice is so that you um, kind of break the mold. Like if you ever feel like you want to break like, I don't want to do a, an interview podcast. I have something that I need to say right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to record it. And then not to second guess yourself. Just sit down and do it. That's great advice. And I just really love put it advice. out. You know, that kind of stuff. And also the fact that it also doesn't have to be in front of your computer. Some of these, oh my God, some of the most amazing podcasts that I first fell in love with as well were what were called sound seeing tours. And they were actually, it was one of the, the um, an amazing podcasting luminary as well. His name is Father Roderick. And yes, he is a Catholic um, priest who has been podcasting for a bazillion years. And he did um, when, um, I think it was John Paul II. I'm not sure if it, I'm not sure if it was when he passed away. I'm not quite sure exactly what it was, but he did sound seeing tours where he was at the Vatican with a with a with a recorder, and he was just talking as he's walking around the Vatican, and it, and you hear the sounds all around of what's going on, and it was riveting stuff. And from then on, Father Roderick has continued to do these sound seeing tours where he travels all over the world and he will just talk about like he'll basically go get food. He'll walk in all these different countries and you'll hear the sounds around him and you're completely riveted by what's going on. That's 
also podcasting. He put those out like it was, I forgot what is, what that was one, uh, uh, Catholic Insider was the name of that podcast back in the day. That was like one of the first podcasts out um, in, in the world of podcasting. And it was so amazing. Could you imagine like taking your business on the go like that? Could you imagine if you have like a, a business that is, you know, that you have like a one that, that is actually brick and mortar and that you can sit outside and have a conversation with your, with one of your customers or even just have sound see, a sound seeing tour of where you are and just talk about this is where I have, you know, all of my jewelry hanging out here and you can touch the jewelry and hear the jewelry jingle and all that kind of stuff where it or outside and you hear the cars outside there's so much where you can paint uh, pictures with your ears and you can uh, expand the just the the experience of what sound can be like instead of just having you know this perfect conversation between one person and the other uh there's so much that you can do now what happens with that is that you do need a little bit more editing kind of part of it um you do need to i believe to have the vision of being able to put a picture in your ears where you can you know m m you know have one thing move into another thing into another thing so it does take time to edit this stuff together but it can be so seminal for your business to be able to develop something like that um, instead of just thinking of oh I have to have the computer I have to have Skype and I have to talk to another person in my field and have a depth in-depth conversation <laughs> you know what, what I love what I love that you're saying is that you're really um, kind of infusing this you know black and white step-by-step -step process of podcasting you're infusing art into that and using this platform as as a way to to share art and tell art and and do that in a way that's very uh, for audio podcast doing that in a way that's audio specific so um great point i absolutely i, I think that that's brilliant yeah it, the art of podcasting has always been the thing that drove me um, and it's what ca has kept me through. Um, I've had podcasts take me through the gamut of like laughing hysterically down the street with my earbuds, you know, in my ears. And I, I've never done that before. People thought I was crazy. <laughs> and in the same, basically the, listening to the same thing, end up in tears because the story that was told was so amazingly told that I didn't even know what to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it, it, it really um, connected me with a person that was sharing. Uh, so, so yes, absolutely. The art of podcasting for me is where it's at. Um, it is what I think entrepreneurs, it, we sometimes get so caught up in, in, in the stuff, in the tactics, in the strategy, because it's amazingly exciting, right? It's so fun to be able to put this together, this together and see a result. I think that's great. But with podcasting, there is a, a, an organic sort of um, sell-a-vie or, or, or just as a, as a gift. You just put it out there. You just put it out there and you, you, you may or may not receive anything out. And it's so much more pliable and it's so much more raw than what we're allowing ourselves to do. And I just love that aspect of it because that's what really gets me going. You know, it's it just makes me so excited. <laughs> Elsie, you were just infused with passion about this medium. And I, I really appreciate that. And, um, you know, I just absolutely love it. So um, I want to sort of bring this conversation to a close by asking you what is kind of on the horizon for you and how can we support you? 
Oh, you're very sweet. <laughs> you're so good at this stuff. Like, you <laughs> this really wonderful, like, and now we'll wrap it up and bring it back into this thing. Yeah, I heard you say, I heard you say in another interview that you did about um, how, you know, day one, your, your very first um, podcast that you did was just like kind of like stumbling all over yourself and so much edits. And then, you know, like by episode 100, you were like, you know, super confident diva and uh, you could doubt de- you definitely learn. I mean, just what you said, you learn your voice, you start to learn exactly how you interact with people, you start to learn how you interact with your audience and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I'm, I'm you know, have have a couple of episodes under my belt by now. <laughs> know, it's so nice. It's super easy, because it's just so lovely to hear that kind of stuff. And you know what, that is exactly what I'm up to. So all that passion, that artistic and the art, the, the art behind the voice, the finding your voice, the, the, the deep deepening of of the uh, of the art of this medium is what I'm working on right now. I'm I'm basically supporting not necessarily just entrepreneurs, but a lot of people who are stepping into or have already had podcasts out there that want to up level whatever it is that they are putting out there. And I'm talking about people who are super, super passionate about the medium and that are not going to be coming to me to get more downloads, more iTunes reviews, more SEO. I'm not interested in that. There's plenty of people who can do that very, very, very well. But I'm talking about stepping deeper inside of how to create magic with their voices, how to deepen their connection inside of the podcasting space using audio as the way to do it. Um, and, and what's really lovely is that everything about my, where I've been, you know, cause I also, I have an MFA in acting and I've been, I, I've also done a lot of acting. I, I did a lot of work on voice. A lo- I, did, I did a lot of theater stuff and that kind of helped me be in the, I guess, behind the mic in an easier way. And I've been teaching and I know about um, the body. So it's a really an encompassing all body experience where I also will teach about specific tactics for your voice and being able to access a deeper, richer voice, how to be more accessible via the voice, how to stop that tension and the fear that comes with stepping out of boundaries, if you will, um, and taking kind of the tech out of the way so that you don't think that it's because of the tech that you're getting so caught up to be able to take it outside, to be able to really use the tech as a tool to enhance what you're already giving. So that's kind of what I'm working on right now. That's awesome. That is wonderful. Elsie, I just really want to thank you so much for for sharing your story and more than anything, sharing your uh, kind of your inside vision of what you see in the podcasting space and the passion that you have for it is incredible. And I just, I hope that you know, as you're listening to this, you're, you know, really hearing what potential podcasting really has as a platform and what potential it has for beautiful art creation. And I, I, you know, it's a brand new, different way to look at it for me, Elsie. And I just really appreciate you opening my eyes to that. And um, I, I just think it's amazing. So thank you so much for being on the show. You, thank you very much. And I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing. It's so exciting and fun. And also hearing your passion about it because it's, I can sense it. I can sense it through the <laughs> mic. I can sense it through the voice. And and it's really lovely to see that. We need much, much more of that. Oh, well, thank you. I love business and I love learning from other people's business stories. And so, you know, every time I get to shine the light on somebody who has a cool story to tell and I know has tons of lessons, it's just, it's an honor for me to be able to relay that to people who are really looking for it. So um, I, I do love it. So thank you. 
Find the show notes waiting for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash 63. And there you will find direct links to all of Elsie's podcasts. I absolutely loved it, that conversation with Elsie. Holy cow, was she just like overflowing with love and um, passion for podcasting. My biggest takeaway from that was just being able to bring art and creativity into podcasting as a platform And, you know, doing it in sort of some cool ways and just bringing personality in there and not having it just be sort of this drill down, hey, these are the pieces of it, that's it, let's produce it. Although that definitely works too, but really putting a lot of creativity into it. And um, and after we got off the, the call, we were kind of talking off air about the fact that I used to live in Mexico and how much I love Mexico because she's with the last name like Escobar, she's from El Salvador and we were kind of you know, chit-chatting it up and I was throwing some Spanish at her. <laughs> and um, and she's like, God, Katie, like that whole component is what I'm talking about. Like just, you know, putting that personality, putting that creativity, putting that, um, you know, other part of who you are into this. So I just, you know, I just thought that that was such a great example. So anyway, hope you really enjoyed it. I, if you are not podcasting already, I hope that you truly felt just how powerful and personable and intimate and beautiful this platform can be. I obviously am an advocate. I have totally fallen in love with podcasting over these couple of months. And um, and just my big passion for it is the fact that it can truly reach out on a mass scale and be so intimate. That's what I love about it. I just, I hope you fell in love with it and really got something great. Do yourself a favor and go give some love to Elsie's brand new podcast that she co-hosts with Jessica Kupferman. She podcasts. Thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. 